Welcome to the audio podcast of Morning Psalms and Prayers from First Reformed Church in Edgerton, Minnesota. A weekday devotional time in the Psalms. Well, good morning. Welcome to another day and another week of Morning Psalms and Prayer. Today is Monday, October 26th. We begin with another prayer from this little book, Lifting Up Our Hearts Prayers by John Calvin. Let us pray. Grant Almighty God, that as you have in various ways testified and daily continue to testify how dear and precious to you is mankind, and as we enjoy daily so many and so remarkable proofs of your goodness and favor, O grant that we may learn to rely wholly on your goodness, many examples of which you set before us and which you would have us continually to experience, that we may not only pass through our earthly course, but also confidently aspire to the hope of that blessed and celestial life that is laid up for us in heaven. Through Christ our Lord we pray. Amen. Okay, we are on to Psalm 70, or not, not 74, Psalm 94. A little bit longer, but we're going it, to, it's a, a tough one, a lot of uh, strong language. So we're going to just read through the whole thing and get through to Psalm 94 today. We'll begin with verse 1. Hear the word of the Lord. O Lord, God of vengeance. O God of vengeance, shine forth. Rise up, O judge of the earth, repay to the proud what they deserve. O Lord, how long shall the wicked, how long shall the wicked exult? They pour out their arrogant words, all the evildoers boast. They crush your people, O Lord, and afflict your heritage. They kill the widow and the sojourner and murder the fatherless. And they say the Lord does not see, the God of Jacob does not perceive. Understand, O dullest of the people, Fools, when will you be wise? He who planted the ear, does he not hear? He who formed the eye, does he not see? He who disciplines the nations, does he not rebuke? He who teaches man knowledge, the Lord knows the thoughts of man, that they are but a breath. Blessed is the man whom you discipline, O Lord, and whom you teach out of your law, to give him rest from days of trouble, until a pit is dug for the wicked. For the Lord will not forsake his people. He will not abandon his heritage, for justice will return to the righteous and all the upright in heart will follow it. Who rises up for me against the wicked? Who stands up for me against evildoers? If the Lord had not been my help, my soul would, have, my soul would soon have lived in the land of silence. When I thought my foot slipped, your steadfast love, O Lord, held me up. When the cares of my heart are many, your consolations cheer my soul. Can wicked rulers be allied with you? Those who frame injustice by statute? They band together against the life of the righteous and condemn the innocent to death. But the Lord has become my stronghold and my God, the rock of my refuge. He will bring back on them their iniquity and wipe them out for their wickedness. The Lord, our God, will wipe them out. All right, you can probably see why I said this was a little bit uh, tougher one. We'll see it right away in verse 1. But again, this is a good reason for why we read through the Psalms, why we see these things. We see such a range of emotions. We see such a range of, of thought and understanding about God and, and his justice and, and his holiness and who he is when we, when we go through these systematically like this. As I said, you see right away in the first verse uh, why this is a tough Psalm, right? O Lord, God of vengeance, O God of vengeance, shine forth. I'm going to go on a limb here and say, you didn't say anything like that as a prayer anytime recently. That's just not something that, that we would probably likely say. 
What does the psalmist want God to do? Why does he talk about God this way? He says he wants him to rise up and judge the earth, repay the proud what they deserve. Now, it's important that we understand, as I've said so many times, that this is seen as those who oppose the people of God. So they're opposing the plans of God. They are enemies of God that he's talking about here. And what does he want them to do? He wants them to rise up and judge the earth. He wants God's righteousness to show righteousness to show forth. He wants God to be seen for who he is. And in the context of when this was written, that was shown by God giving his punishment to those who stood against him. But we have to understand, not only is it a different context, but when they looked at what these people were doing, verse 5, they crush your people, Lord, and afflict your heritage, not just the people who are there at that time, but the people of God going to the past. You have a legacy, God, a legacy, legacy of taking care of your people, of loving them and caring for them. But when they crush your people, that is harming that. And what else do they do? They kill the widow and the sojourner and murder the fatherless. And they say, the Lord does not see, the God of Jacob does not perceive. They're saying, or the psalmist is saying, all these bad things are happening and they are just thumbing their nose at you, God. They're, they're saying, who are you? You're not real because we can do this and you don't punish us. They're saying, uh, we don't believe that you are powerful. And so we're going to do what we want. And so the psalmist is saying, God, show your power, show your vengeance so that people will know who you are, that, that they will understand your holiness. And as we come down, we see that the psalmist in verse 12 says, Blessed is the man whom you discipline, O Lord, and whom you teach out of your law to give him rest from days of trouble until a pit is dug for the wicked. Well, what do we see? That, that God is disciplining the one that he loves. And he gives them rest from the day of trouble because he gives them their law, his law. And so they follow him and they will not be the ones that are punished. And look, there's a sense of of waiting a sense of almost a sense of patience here until a pit is dug for the wicked. God, you're disciplining your people and, and we understand that the wicked will be punished and, and we'll wait. You, you, you give us rest from the day of trouble. And then we see in verse 14, what it all comes down here for the two, for the psalmist here, for the Lord will not forsake his people. He will not abandon his heritage. Despite what it may seem like out there in the world, God isn't going to forget his people. For justice will return to the righteous and all the upright in heart will follow it. That is the big point here. That God will do righteousness and he will bless his people. That's who God is and that's what he does. He will do this for them. And so we need to make sure that in the midst of the things that we see, and go, go see going on in the world, the injustice that we see, we need to focus on ourselves. We need to understand that God might discipline us in the meantime. Those who are wicked and, and overtly so seem as though they're not being punished, but yet you are being disciplined by God. Well, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. That means that he loves you. That means that he's convicting you of your sin and unbelief. He's drawing you to repentance. And so our, the discipline that we receive from the Lord is a very good thing. It shows his love for his people. And so may we desire to live a holy life when we understand our sinfulness, 
when we are brought to repentance, may we understand that that's a really good thing. That's proof that the Holy Spirit is working in us. And so may we think about places where maybe we have failed to keep God's law, where we deserve discipline. And may we repent. May the Spirit work in us to convict us of our sin and our unbelief. Because that's a sign that God does not forsake his people. He doesn't abandon his heritage. We are ultimately his legacy because he saves a people for himself. So may God's word turn us towards righteousness. May we follow it today. Let us go to prayer. Gracious Father, we praise you, O God, for you have become our stronghold and our God, the rock of our refuge. We trust that you will bring us, your people, to your eternal rest. And we know that you do not fail us. And so we place our trust not in ourselves, but in the sureness of your power and mercy shown to us in Jesus Christ. Today we give you thanks for all the provisions you have provided for your people. You have blessed us in so many different ways. You provide shelter for us and we have food to eat. We have families that love us and too many other blessings to name. Grant that we would see these many blessings that are provided for us by your gracious hand as gifts from you. And may we not take them for granted. Bless us with a spirit of thankfulness for all that you have provided for us. And as we begin our week, we ask that you would give us strength through your word and spirit to trust in you alone. May we daily lay down our lives and take up our cross, that our lives would reflect the love and grace you have given us in Jesus, in whose name we pray. Amen. All right. Hope you had a good Lord's Day yesterday, and your second day of the week today is a good one. Take care. Thank you for listening. Subscribe to our podcast feed so you don't miss an episode. If you would like more information on our congregation, you can find it at edgertonfrc.org. You can also watch the videos of these devotions at our Facebook page and YouTube channel.